0: and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at the OncoPT.com framework. Again, that's the OncoPT.com framework. Welcome to the OncoPT podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent OncoPT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the OncoPT Podcast. Today I'm doing something a little different, and this is actually at the fantastic suggestion of one of our fellow listeners, Lisa. And first of all, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing this idea with us and then kind of allowing us to run with it. Um, so Lisa and I had a conversation a few weeks ago, That encompassed a lot of different things. You know, we were kind of dreaming out loud about oncology, physical therapy, and all the wonderful things that, you know, we can really do for our patients and whatnot. And our conversation eventually circled around to this idea that I think we were both thinking, but Lisa put it into words so much more eloquently than I could ever possibly have thought to do so so Lisa thank you so much for sharing this idea and with her permission I'm sharing it with you today because I think it's something that would be really cool and I would love for more of us to participate in this because it is a really really special thing that I think we can do for our patients but also for ourselves in this time so What we had a conversation about was specifically remembering patients who have passed away. And one of my favorite things about working in the oncology physical therapy realm is we get to see some really, really cool moments that our patients experience. You know, whether that's they're responding positively to treatment, their tumor markers are improving, you know, maybe they're declared to have no evidence of disease, they're in remission, you know, any number of these things, not just that, you know, of course we see patients throughout life milestones, maybe the birth of a, of a child or a grandchild getting, you know, to see different parts of the country because that's part of a bucket list trip, you know, any number of these things, but we also have a really special privilege to be a part of patients lives and sometimes even the end of their lives. Which can be sad and it can also be a really beautiful, wonderful experience to be a part of. Because as it was once shared with me by a fellow colleague in the oncology space, we have such a privilege of our patients allowing us to share that space with them in such a unique time period of their life. you know when they're you know maybe a patient has received a terminal diagnosis or maybe they're deciding they're not going to pursue treatment or any number of things that would put them maybe in a little more there's a there's a more defined timeline of what this patient is working with. you know maybe there is actually a time frame this patient has been given for how long they can expect to live. And so all this to say, our patients allow us to be a part of their lives, to share that space and that time with them. They are maybe choosing to spend that time with us instead of, you know, maybe doing other things because they know that, you know, the the physical therapy services that we're providing are beneficial for them, which we know that we can do a lot of good for these patients and their family members, variety of different ways that we're not going to get into Um, in this particular podcast episode. And with the opportunity to be involved in these patients' lives in this capacity, sometimes we do even see patients who will pass away at some point. And again, this can be a really sad experience. Sometimes this can be a very frustrating experience. There's a lot of emotions that can go into this. I know for me, you know, Personally, I am very, I'm a very blue person on the true colors. So emotions are like, you know, kind of my big, my big driver, my big underlying motivator in a lot of situations. And so I know I really feel that the grief and the struggle and the frustration and the sadness that, you know, when I do have a patient, away, And some patients, of course, we are closer to, we spend more time with versus others, maybe we don't get to know as well. But I think we all feel a sense of loss when we do ultimately have a patient who passes away, you know, that we're involved in their care somehow. Or maybe it's not even a patient we're talking about here. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. You know, maybe it's someone in our personal lives, outside our professional life, who we have lost, you know, over the last year or so that, honestly, I feel like I we haven't even had time to grieve sometimes. There's been so much going on over the past, ooh, however long it's been now, and I feel like some of these, this opportunity to kind of process the grief and the loss of this person, at least for me, has kind of gone out the window and been thrown to the wayside just because of how how these past few months, several months at this point, have been going. And one of the things that I have really enjoyed previously was the um, the celebration of life that we do at APTA CSM in, during the oncology annual section meeting every year. Um, Truly one of my favorite experiences because I think it brings us together as professionals to get to come together, to memorialize our patients, to remember them and the wonderful, you know, just way that they touched us in our hearts and our minds and how we were hopefully able to do the same for them. And so I'm not going to lie. I was really, really bummed when CSM was canceled for many, many reasons here. But I think one of the biggest ones that I kind of had to have some time to process was how much I'm going to miss that experience to get to come together with our fellow oncology PTs and get to, you know, share in that special time with each other and remember some of the wonderful patients that we've gotten the privilege to know, you know, since we last met. And so what I'm getting around to is. Again, Lisa came to me with this idea, and I thought it was genius, truly, that we should do something. We should do a patient remembrance day, you know, a a remember our patient's day, whatever that looks like. Uh, Day of remembrance, that's what it was. (laughs) I couldn't find the words there. But how special would it be that we could do a day of remembrance to remember our patients? And I know for me, um, I remember even growing up, you know, every once in a while, it wasn't very common necessarily, but I feel like every couple months maybe, my mom, who's an oncology nurse, would actually get to go to... Uh, you know, she would be able to make time in her day and she would go to a patient's funeral or maybe the visitation at the funeral home. And I didn't really understand that at the time. You know, I figured, well, it's it's sad that the person died, but I don't know that I would want to spend more time grieving that person. Like I would just go to the funeral and I would be sad again. And I didn't really get it until I started working in this space. And you know, ultimately experiencing my first patient who passed away who was under my care. And that was a really perspective-changing moment for me. And I began to understand a little more of maybe why my mom chose to go to these funerals. And, you know, for me, that's one of the great things about CSM was the opportunity to get to remember those patients kind of in a formal setting because I know for me... Getting the time away from work to go to a patient funeral was impossible. Um, not just, dur- you know, during COVID, but just, you know, kind of in the day-to-day pre-COVID times. It just wasn't feasible a lot of times. And so I almost feel like I would come home and I would, you know, maybe process the grief there. Or if I could even just grab literally five minutes at work to, you know, maybe shed a couple tears or just say a prayer or whatever I needed to do, you know, that's how I would grieve. And it was really rushed. And I don't think that mem that honors the memory of that patient to the best of it, to the best of my capacity. And, you know, for some people, I think that works. For me, it doesn't. And so, like I said, when Lisa shared this idea with me, I just absolutely fell in love with it. And I would really love for us as a community to get together and do something like this. You know, I think as practitioners, we have a sense of obligation a responsibility to our other patients that we, we can get wrapped up in. You know, and even aside from that, sometimes we get into this, you know, just the workplace grind of, okay, you know, got to get up and got to go to work and do this thing, and it's just... I don't think we sometimes get that time, or sometimes we don't make that time to share and release some of that grief that we might be experiencing. You know, we could get into a whole conversation about how we as a culture, as a society, don't really handle end of life or death very well, but death and end of life is very much a reality, especially in the oncology patient population. And We need to be able to honor their memory, but also acknowledge our grief and the loss that we have had. Even if it's, you know, it's not our personal family member. It's not our friend. It's a patient. But it's still a person that was in our life who is now gone. And so I think this opportunity is really cool. And so, yeah, I think it would be really cool if we could do something like this. You know, hopefully when it comes time for CSM, Uh, you know, early 2021, there will be an opportunity for us to get together, you know, maybe virtually and do something. But I would like to do something now. And I think this is a great time to do it because, you know, it's October. It's already been a few months, several months at this point of wild chaos. And I think this would be a really cool opportunity to get together and just kind of remember some of these things and remember ultimately the wonderful patient lives who are no longer with us you know, since we've last had the opportunity to grieve them. And so I had the idea, and I'm hoping that some of you will uh, join me on this, and, you know, it'll be be a good idea. I would like to do a virtual get-together. So I'm thinking later in October, so Thursday, October 29th, which would put us before Halloween if you're choosing to go trick-or-treating with little ones or what have you. So it's a Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. I would like to do, you know, maybe a, a Facebook Live where we can get together and we can, you know, maybe share patient stories. We could, you know, if you'd like to share a prayer, if, you know, you would like to share some words that your patients or family members or friends shared with you, You know, and even just have a moment of silence. I think having this opportunity and coming together like this gives us a little bit of a space to even heal. At least for me over these past few months, it's been wild to say the very least. And I know that I have not been taking care of myself, you know, physically and emotionally, as well as I should. But I want to get better about that. And I want to be able to support y'all in that journey as well. And if some of that healing includes this day of remembrance, I would absolutely love to do that. So there's no, you know, there's no cost associated with this. Of course, this is just something that I I'm really passionate about, I'm really excited about and I'm again so thankful to Lisa who shared this idea with me and is al- allowing me to kind of run with it. So if you would like to be a part of this in any way, you know, I would absolutely love if you would share patient stories if you would you know share maybe a prayer or just a little you know sentiment that you would like shared on the Facebook live again I don't know fully what this is going to look like so I'm open to ideas this is just kind of what I've got for now so I've I know I've talked to a few of you out there I know that there are some people who are interested if you're interested as well please will you let me know you know email me my email is I want this to be a really special way for us to honor our patients, the memory of our patients who have gone, but also to give us an opportunity to share and, you know, like I said, release some of that grief and ultimately get to lean on each other for support. And that's what I love about this community is we have such a wonderful community, be able to do that so I think this is the time to really take advantage of that so if this is something you're interested in if you know people who would be interested in this please let me know I'll be you know continuing to remind you about this over the course of October but for now like I said I'm thinking Thursday October 29th 7 p.m central time get together you know maybe it's some kind of uh, Facebook Live or some other video conference, but just something where we can get together and really share. That's that's what I really want this to be about. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in and you know any capacity, maybe that's just sharing or you know maybe helping out in some way. I would love for you please email me at theoncopt at gmail because, like I said, this is this is Lisa's idea and I'm she is gracious enough she's allowing me to run with it and I think this is a really wonderful opportunity for us to get together and share some of the wonderful memories of our patients who have ultimately passed so thank you so much for listening to this y'all I really appreciate it again I know this is not one of my usual episodes but I think this is a really beautiful thing and I really want to honor our patients and take care of us in this opportunity so you know, let me know. Let's get together. Let's do this. And yeah. Thanks so much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT Podcast. For more episodes, visit the OnCopT.com.